a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Juno's edition of Footy Talk, Adam Peacock, alongside Michael Chamis. What have we got, Chammy? I've got a great idea I'm going to share with you very soon. Jeez, that's the first. Danny Wilder? <laughs> we'll deal with the bulldog situation. Yeah, a bit in that. Here we go. Juno's edition, Michael Chamis. Good to see you smiling face from the Sydney Morning Herald and Nine News this week. Getting close to Jerome Luai there. Mm. Saw that. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Adam. Good to talk to you. I'll only be talking to you today, though. I'm upset with the guy next to us. Danny Widler's here, uh, fresh off a, a crew dinner last night. Uh, the nine crew got together and um, went to one of those eastern suburbs establishments. No, no, actually, that you know well. Adam, we are trying somewhere on the north side, uh, somewhere called Poetica. It's a new fine dining place where we didn't want Chammy uh, to attend. So. <laughs> it's actually disgraceful. Oh, actually, it was in our work building too, so he could have just walked downstairs. <laughs> so he's but, all pumped. But, he- Gets the exclusive Luai as yeah, part yeah, of the team. Yeah. He's got the nine dots night. on the microphone. Live cross at Dylan Edwards last night. Yeah, would you have okay. come in from your live cross for Dil- about Dylan Edwards? I don't Dylan care Edwards. if I would have come in or not. I would have liked an invitation. Do you, I think, feel do you think I was doing the inviting? Well, whoever like, it was. You're, you, you, claim to be the, you claim the, to be the king of that place. I don't so claim you have the a king say of anything. What, yes, you do. I'm the king of nothing. And and you know what upsets me even more, Adam? <laughs> what? It's Michael? not the first time. <laughs> there was a team dinner earlier in the season that I wasn't invited to as well. And guess what, Michael? I don't think it's going to be the last time either. Well, if I if I'm if James I make a point Bracey has strict instructions, enough, no chammy. Yeah. He's got you a no what? chammy clause you know in his what? contract. He, Emma like Lawrence you, said we don't want Michael Chamis. He, like you, are team Gus. And you know what? If you're not a team <laughs> Gus, you don't get invited to team Gus. What are Emma's excuse? She's team whoever they tell her to be. Was it good a meal? Oh, yeah, it was okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the what bread. Kind of, and, what kind of food was it? I don't know. I enjoyed the bread and the hot chips. Oh, that's my kind of go to. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. That's, that's, you fine dining is probably not the, <laughs> not the go, is it? And you enjoyed the company as well. I loved the company. It wasn't soiled. It was fantastic <laughs> without the mosquito. <laughs> now, Gus. Well, speaking of Gus, here we go. It's at the oh, top of the yeah, thing. Of course, yeah. The Bulldogs, it's the culture crisis, mm-hmm. so to speak, this week at the Bulldogs. has been a hot topic, and this is Gus on six tackles, uh, thanks to nine. The media needs to be very mindful of, and I think they're better informed at the moment, probably more informed than, than they should be, but they're certainly mindful of what's at stake here, and um, I doubt that this story goes any further, provided... You know, that we hold our peace, which we will, and we're doing that because of the sensitivity in the matter and the protection of the player. And Cameron Serraldo has at all times defended um, his coaching style and the type of training that we're doing at the Bulldogs, and we all support that wholeheartedly. Uh, certainly no player has complained to us at the club um, about uh, anything around training or culture. As for accusations or rumours or text messages from disgruntled people saying that uh, players have walked out, it hasn't happened. No one's walked out anywhere. So this is the player that has rocked up late and he's been put through some wrestling above and beyond and it's all spiralled into front page story across all mastheads around the rugby league part of the country and it's on the news. My understanding is all you journos day to day know who the player is but you're out of respect to the Bulldogs and the player himself not naming. So that's that's off the table. Mm. At the moment, no doubt it's floating around on social media somewhere. That's how these things work. But where's the line drawn about naming a player, the sens- sensitivity about this issue? Take us through it. Well, I don't actually know how the um, the whole situation with not naming the player came about. I guess we're respecting 
what must be quite a serious mental yeah, health we don't situation. Have the severity of, the, of, of his yeah. condition at the moment. I right? haven't seen any medical reports. I mean, there's accusations that some journos have seen them. I, I haven't seen them. I didn't receive the initial text message highlighting the fact that there were there's rumours of players being unhappy with the training mechanism. Did you get you it, got that one? Didn't you? No, I didn't actually. To you be didn't. fair, the story was broken in News Corp, and I made calls as soon as I saw the story from Brent Reed and yeah. Phil Rothfield on. Um, I think it was Tuesday night. Was it That's right. Reedy got a text to say it was eight players and he got in contact with the club and he was led to believe it was more like four players. Yeah. Well, they didn't name the player in their story uh, and therefore the decision was made from us, from the Sydney Morning Herald not to name the player as well. I'm sure, as you said, people have worked out who it is. He's a fringe first grader and people would notice if one of their stars weren't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, look, let's, let's respect his, his situation. Yeah. Um, but speaking more broadly about the situation at the Bulldogs, Cameron Serrato came out yesterday in a media conference to address, I guess, this and other rumours, and he was really strong. He took Very it head on and said, you know, this is the way the Bulldogs are. We work hard, and if you don't want to work hard, get out. Yeah. And that's the message he wants put to everybody who's at the club and anybody who is thinking of joining the club. So I've got to say that, I don't know if there was um, hope to destabilise the Bulldogs by this story. I've got no idea if there was any extra motivation, but it feels like what it has done is given them an excuse or a, an opportunity rather to say what they're about, and that's hard work. Yeah. Well, I can only go off what I see, and they played my mob on the weekend, and it didn't look like much hard no. work's been going on. That's, that's, the, that's the problem. That's all I can no, go off. That's the problem. That is the problem is that – the results aren't coming. No. Their defence was terrible. And I think uh, Gus on that same podcast said that they're the worst team in the comp. So I, I, I was watching that game and I thought, I feel for the Tigers actually in a way. Yeah. Now they've got themselves in the predicament and the ladder doesn't lie over the course of the whole season. But the Tigers are going to end up with a spoon in all probability. When the dogs may be a <laughs> When the dogs since June mm. have stunk it up, yeah. mm. unfortunately. Mm. And I know, I know this is a long-term thing. That's why he's got the five-year deal. But has this wavered in any way, shape, or form behind the scenes no, with the club well, about what path they're on? Look, given the well, – I'm in a good position to talk about it because I work at an organisation with poor culture, as you could probably tell by the events yesterday. <laughs> at least you weren't late today, Chammy. <laughs> so it's the start of the weekend. I wrote in my column about the Texans doing the rounds in regards to players – Frustrated or what did you call them? Players. No, the texters. Texters. Oh, I think. Oh, I thought it was a, like a Ricky Stewart moment. Those texters. No, no, they're not. They're not the weak gutter texters. The outlines. The weak oh, gutter texters. I like that. Back to you, Chad. So those sorry. weak gutter. I got a weak gutter text from someone saying, uh, and I ran Cameron Seraldo. It was basically. I'll read it out to you. It said that eight players wanted out of, out of the club. They didn't like Seraldo and Gus, and they weren't getting along with some of the senior players. Players that are looking at coming to the dogs are seeing their training program schedule and freaking out at the times, 8 a.m. to 5.30, where other clubs are done by midday. And in fact, mm. it's a it's a reason that some people aren't coming to the club. And the message went on to say there is a senior player, and I won't name him, uh, that has voiced concerns and over it and he's getting pushed out. Now, I rang Cameron Seraldo about it when I got the text. I think it was a Saturday night. And he, he didn't care because you know what? If people at the club are being deterred to stay or come because they are afraid of hard work, uh. then Cameron Seraldo wants them gone or doesn't want them at all. Uh. This is music to his ears. The players that are whinging are music to his ears because he can then move them on. He wants those players that are not satisfied with the way things are to be gone. It's going to save him time. Well, exactly. That, that's Expedite what this year was for him. Yeah. I don't think Cameron Seraldo <laughs> realised that when he took the job that I think he maybe felt as though he could change people. 
He's not changing people. He needs to get rid of the people. Get rid of the poison so the club can grow. That's that's the mentality within at the moment. And that's why they've gone and signed the players that they have. They might not be superstars. I think Stephen Crichton is the exception there. He's a really good player. But the guys that they've brought in are from clubs that have had success and they're not afraid of hard work. There's no denying that Cameron Serraldo wants to move guys on that aren't going to buy in. He's going to have to have the support of the general manager, which he does, to actually execute that plan. Otherwise, you'll get some impatient fans and impatient board members wanting to move on if you can't get immediate success. Jamie, what's been really interesting to me is I've listened to some of the reaction to the story, former greats largely, and to a man, they're all saying, get rid of the whingers. You know, they're not, there's no, there's very little. Well, Gordy Tallis was on this podcast, yeah. Footy Talk, through the week, mm. and he said, yeah, when we did name up for the Broncos, in the sandpit, yeah. off we go, But just take but, them all on. They shouldn't be part of the club. And, and they're saying that, and these kind of practices, I don't know if, if the general public know everything that goes on in a football club, but these kind of practices are commonplace. So easier said than done, though, Danny, to try and get rid of the guys. Because no, but I'm saying to you, that's, but the, that's the widespread reaction is yeah, not, of course. not saying that the Bulldogs have done the wrong thing. No. They're, on the, they're saying that the Bulldogs are actually on the right path. I think the, most of the Canterbury fans and the reaction that I've seen are saying about time, mm. get rid of these guys. But getting rid of these guys, <laughs> well, that's hard. it's not going to be easy because- No, contracts. They've, well, they've got a contract and it's not exactly like they're, they're putting their name up in light saying, take me. No one wants to sign a Canterbury player. 8.30 till 5. Is that an unreasonable- like, do you, 8 do till 5.30. One, one, one day a week. That's one day a week. One day a week. Yeah, that's the one- It's not five days a week. No, I heard Cameron say one day a week we do 8.30 till 5. And that's, you're there- if your massage is late at that time. Wow. So I think the the average person in the street listening to that who go to work nine to five or, or longer, they're uh, going, what what are they complaining about? Yeah, you're not re- you're not wrestling 110 kilo wildebeest though. No, but, you, but you're doing other stuff which is, you know, challenging in, to the average yeah. person. So. Eight to 5.30, that sounds like hell. We just could, I know we had this discussion last week. You you want the red carpet. You get special treatment. We understand all that, but that's for the average. I know you're not in touch with reality, but in reality, that's not a bad day. It's okay. You you worked to what time last night? Ten. Oh, sorry, that wasn't. The work. big question is: In twelve months' time, do we look back at this and go, "Well, that was the moment it all turned around for Canterbury," or mm. was that the moment? that it all went to pot for Cameron Serraldo. I, think it's I, a, I don't think it's either or. I, I, th- I don't think it's anything outside those two. Sorry. I think it's a slow, slow turnaround, really. Mm. When you're looking at – they have signed as, – as Jamie said, they've signed some pretty good players and they've got a superstar coming as well. But I just feel like they still don't have any middle forwards. No. They still don't have – like I know Sexton's a, a good halfback, but he's not a superstar halfback. They're buying attitude. They're buying attitude. Yeah. They're not yeah. buying talent. Attitude How long will come attitude first. Take to Didn't work? Gus do the same thing at Penrith when he brought all those hard-nosed veterans into the club? Brent Kite, Jamie Sowell, all those Maloney, yeah. James Tamo. That's what he did. He brought attitude to the club and then worried about talent second. And by the time that those guys had enforced that culture and standard at the club, well, guess what? Your Nathan Clearies, your Jerome Lewis, they were coming through the system and learning what it took to be yeah. the best. So that's purely why they've signed um, Takiaho because I mean, like he's he's an older prop, right? But he, they want him. I don't know how much he's going to actually contribute on the field because I think he's a couple of years past his best. It's but not going to save his approach. if they don't win because Penrith, when they brought those veterans in, they won. Mm-hmm. They, I think they made a prelim. I'm pretty sure yeah, that Jamie Sowell kicked the field goal. Year, and, Cleary, they made a right. prelim. Yeah. yeah. So they had success. Yeah. It doesn't mean making the eight next year. It just means improving and showing that you've got actually got a backbone and, and, and competing, which they didn't do against the Seagulls on the weekend. 
Now, you want change, Michael Chamis, to what we're about to encounter this weekend. Yeah, I like You don't want this weekend. Oh, I thought you meant the host. Uh, anyway. Um, wow. He has been yeah. hosting a bit too, Adam. Yeah, you, no, have you noticed, noticed that he's been moonlighting yeah, as a host? Yeah, I noticed. Well, you, you opened yeah. the door Podcasts. for me and said, I want some change. I forgot what you were talking about. Immortal yeah, behavior. I did host Immortal Behavior today. Thank and you, Danny. Hasn't he Cup. told some people about it? Mm. It's all right. It's on a rival podcast platform. You contractually oh, no, it's, it's to be a able YouTube to do video that. as well. Okay. Charlie, is he okay to do that? <laughs> I can tell you <laughs> what, there was some dis- so there'd be some disappointing people tuning in hoping to see Danica Mason and see my ugly head turn <laughs> even, up on or that Or even show. Zach Bailey, like the, you know, the beautiful Zach Bailey. On every level, did yes. You get, did you get a call, Danny? No. Oh, okay. no I'm not a, I'm not. At least I'm ahead of you. Anyway, I do want change. What do you want? I want change. I, look, everyone's resting players this weekend. Did you wear that when you are hosting, <laughs> by the way? Yeah, I did. What's wrong with that? Shorts. Did you see what Joey shorts? was wearing? Okay, but sorry. I'll Joey was wearing an ACDC shirt. That's cool. Sums him up, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. Go. Um, Racist. I want change. I don't like the resting business with the season still going. I'll tell you what it's time for to revisit. Mm-hmm. Wild card weekend. Oh, here we go. Wild card weekend. Shit. Danny, have some respect. I'm trying to help the broadcaster, which you work for. So he, it's time he, to have NBA stuff. Wild here, card. Honestly, I'm going to ring Peter Valandis after this, and he's going to like my idea. Hang up on you. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to ring him right now while we're on air. I'm going to ring him right now. Do not. I'm going to ring him right no, now. Last show we ever I'm, I'm, I'm going to ring him right now. Oh god. Okay. While well, I'm talking, I'm going to explain it first. Then I'm going to. Oh, P- Peter Valandis, miss call. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to ring him in a sec. So, wild card weekend means seven plays ten, eight plays nine, and one to six get a week off to prepare for the finals to save us from this fast that is this weekend of all the teams being rested. So that your theory is that that will mean that the top six teams all play because they don't want to give two weeks off to their Yeah, they won't, their, have two, their they won't give players two weeks off. So Which they'll is get fair. a rest. And to be fair, the Premier's not coming from outside of one to six. Doesn't so really, why are we doing the other stuff? Because we're going to avoid the resting. We're going to create more interest. We're going to give teams more to play for, incentivize the season instead of those dud games over the last three or four weeks when teams are out of the running. It gives them more to look forward to. It gives the broadcasters, hello Channel 9, more games, more blockbuster games because you'll get, and Fox Sports, you'll get more games. No, it'll be live on 9, I think. Be fair. And Triple M as well. Our, we'll get some extra content or more exciting content on Triple M. What about listener? Can you stop? This is a great idea and you're making a fun of it. No, no, okay? keep going, keep going. We want to I'm hear listening. it all and I'm then listening. you'll stop and then we can pick holes in it. Keep going. It's a great idea. One to six get the week off. Seven plays ten, eight plays nine. They then qualify those final two spots in the eight. Everyone's happy. I'm happy. Let's make it happen. <laughs> can I ring Peter Valandis? Can I actually ring Peter Valandis? No, and do not do it on the show. <laughs> Why no, not? Because. We don't want Charlie, Peter. can I ring Peter Valandis and ask him? I'm going to ring Peter Valandis and ask him. Do you like this idea, Adam? I, 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 I tuned out a couple of seconds ago when he was when he started talking. I will say that the RLPA, I'll get get this in before Pete gets on the line, probably won't be over the moon about More it. footy. More footy. Yeah. That extra weekend. Yeah. He's going to brush me. He's brushed you. <laughs> He's going to brush me. <laughs> He's brushed you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't good. I've just been embarrassed on national radio. <laughs> good. It's Around a podcast, radio. not radio. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm back. You're done? Yeah, I've, I've texted. Okay. We're all good. Don't I've just mind been... the idea. Come on. I, I, I don't mind the idea. Oh, actually. now you're coming around to no, it. No, I'm not coming around to it. If only Peter Valandis answered the, the phone. <laughs> Leave him alone. Danny, what do you reckon? Uh, I tuned out. I'm sorry. He's, he's lost me. <laughs> it's a good way. The NRL actually floated it a few years ago. Yeah. I think they were trying to distract from some off-field drama. Then they, they put this story out, which got everyone talking for 24 hours and it sort of died. Is it everyone gets a prize? Is that what, is that what you want? No. 
I'm I want to create more drama, more excitement, mm. and give the clubs who deserve to rest their players a legitimate opportunity to rest their players, not at the end of a season when games are on the line. That's where I totally agree with you. What about resting a week before the grand final? Because you know what, Adam? You know what, Danny? That's my name, yeah. Yeah. It's not fair on the competition for teams to rest players when it affects whether or not other teams can make it. If so Penrith rested the their whole Bowl. players... Well, I was asking a different, completely different question which you didn't answer. Well, I was talking still. I was listening. You want the Super Bowl one where you have... I'm just asking, is that it? No, nah, I don't like it. Don't like it? I don't like Too it. long? I'm only just thinking for um, head knocks. Like, yeah. You know, 11, 11 If there is going to be, someone's going to something's going to happen in a prelim final yeah. with a big player, eventually, by law of averages, yeah, and that means gonna, he's ruled out. I'd hate to see that. It's Here's like, the thing, though. Five, six, seven, eight... At the moment, they're on 13, 13, 13, 12 wins. So it's not as if there's a massive gap between six and seven. Great. You, you, know what, you want to get in the top six. You they're strive for the top six. Climbing over each other to get in the top six. So, so it means what, what, Raiders would play the Roosters this week? Yeah, and the, the Bunnies would play the Cowboys. Great. I want to watch that weekend. Okay. And uh, Para are not out of it either. Para not out of it. The, the Seagulls would have been playing for something last week. Last week, not this week. Well, it keeps more teams. Playing for Jake this week. It keeps more inter teams interested. Playing for Woodsy. That's who we're playing for. It keeps more teams interested and it stops piranhas like Danny <laughs> then latching onto these bottom teams whose seasons are over and destroying them. <laughs> so you haven't written one word about the Bulldogs this week? I don't think I've written anything about the Bulldogs this what week. What about South Sydney? destroyed them over the weekend. They're still in it. They're oh, in the eight. We're talking about that later too. Okay. You destroyed the club. Don't mind the idea, Chammy. Thanks, Don't mind the idea. Thanks for thinking, Not Jamie. your worst. When Peter calls me back, I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Kathy. Pete, call him back. We're off to a break. Okay. Welcome back to Footy Talk. He still hasn't answered Michael's uh, phone call. But what we're going to go to now is Trent Robinson uh, on Thursday morning at Roosters training where Danny Widler was. And Danny rocked up and asked him if the coach, Coach Robbo, is angry at Jared for copping a seven-week ban for his actions against the West Tigers last weekend. Yep, yeah, I am. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's only natural to be that way. Um, that doesn't change the way that I think about him or, or, or the care that I have for him, but of course you're angry because you represent the club and we're all fighting for something, and um, for him not to be there to be a part of that is, uh, is disappointing. Good question, Danny. Mm, look, I, I think that there's reason for him to be upset. Mm. That was a game which was... Done and dusted. Inconsequential. Inconsequential is a very, way. very good word. Thank you. Uh, and the moment was at the end of the game. Like, it was a nonsensical incident, wasn't it? Like, On every level. Yeah. And now he's out, well, two incidents, seven weeks. So if finals, this weekend, rep footy, Vegas. All-stars as well. All-stars. Apart from that, great decision. Yeah. And like, I, I love Jared as a player. I mean, I've, I've admired him for forever and a day. Good bloke. He is... Top 10 good blokes. I oh, agree. Yeah. He, he yeah. like Misunderstood. I'll see him out and about somewhere, uh, walking around. I'll be with my kids or something. He'll say hello, ask the kids how they – and just spend time talking to them. Couldn't meet a more gentle, nicer person than Jared. Mm -hmm. And then on the field, <laughs> it's quite the side, isn't Boyd it? Boyd almost. It's, well, it's, you it's, spoke about it last week. I like think him, him and Jerome Luai, one and two in that, in that category of – what you see on the field is different to what you get when you speak to them. Yeah. They are two of the nicest guys in the competition. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He's always had something to prove because he was written off. That's why he goes hard against Manly because he was written off by the Fultons. You right? can understand that. He played six games for Manly, I think. Or? Yeah, he yeah. played in the, yeah. that really red-hot 20 side that they yeah. had with Foran and Cherry Evans. 
I remember speaking to Scott Sattler, and I think I've told us on this pod or, or maybe Monday Scrum, uh, he was playing rugby for Manly at Manly Oval. And Scott Sattler was down there for some reason, and he was involved at the startup. This is when the Gold Coast Titans were getting started. And he goes, we've got to sign this kid. Mm. He went up to John Cartwright and the, the Gold Coast coaching staff, and they went, oh, no, it's not really what we're after. So there was a rejection. There was another rejection along the way from Manly. And ever since, it sounds like he's played with something to prove each and every time he goes out there which has served him pretty well given the longevity that he's had. But occasionally it uh, kind of tips over a little. When, when I think of great props that I've seen, um, I, you know, I mean, I, obviously Glenn Lazarus is hard to beat. Mm. Um, but you think of modern day guys and I think someone like Fisher Harris is going to be unbelievable and he mm. is. And you think Jared is right up there. There aren't many props. It might only be the players and Jared um, in that position, I don't think. Mm. Does this and affect his future? Because he's really I asked that actually of um of Robbo because I thought that he's out if he's out for seven games next year. Mm. He said no, his future's assured. Sign the contract. So it's all done, yeah. and he will have a long term future with the Roosters it, as well. It is though a little bit disappointing given the fact that they started a little bit of a war with Matt Lodge because they didn't follow through on what he felt as though was a, an arrangement to sign him for one more year. And the reason they didn't sign him for one more year was because they gave Jared that year which they thought he would retire at the end of this season. So they've invested in Jared Warrior Hargreaves that's instead understandable of Matt Lodge, given, and now he's going to miss a chunk of games. Yeah, but that's understandable what they did with Jared, given what he's given oh, to the course. club. No, no, I think they time. made the right decision. If he, if he wanted to play, I think it's fair that of he course. gets to play. And, I mean, they've signed Spencer Lenu. They were offered um, Canterbury prop, Luke Thompson. Yeah, so has everyone else. So they've been offered him, <laughs> mm. and he wants to go there to play for less, as they say. Because he's um, had a history with Justin Holbrook. Everyone um, smiles when they say that about the Roosters. <laughs> what is that? Play for less. I upset Freddie on the weekend because I was on the sideline for uh, Channel Nine NRLW. How unlike Chammy to upset somebody? Oh, well, I was I was <laughs> not exactly on the sideline for the NRLW coverage, and you know I do a lot of homework, and I rang a lot of people over the last six weeks in that role, and everyone is complaining about the Roosters NRLW team and how they do it. How do they have so many internationals in their team? And I actually brought it up with John Strange, the Roosters coach, and he addressed it. He said, if I was at another club, I would think the same. He goes, but I know that these girls take unders to play at this club. So I said what John Strange said on the coverage, and Freddie, <laughs> he had his back up about the Roosters. But you're right. That's what they all say at the Roosters. They take less to play at that club. Seven too harsh for Jared in this occasion. So there is a school of thought that maybe a monetary uh, situation should be blended in with maybe some weeks as well. I think he's the victim of his own history, Adam, because if he hadn't, had priors, he would have only got one week for each charge. And mm. it would have been in a situation where he may have played again this year. So seven weeks sounds harsh, but that, as, as the system stands, it was a third, I think it was his third, he's had three priors mm. on each of those uh, charges before. So How good are priors? Got your, yeah, yeah, Matty priors, they're not good for you. <laughs> mm. Especially on your driving record. <laughs> uh, hang oh, on, hang on. Oh, what's that? Well, who's calling back? Peter Valanti. Oh, hang on. Michael Chams has left the studio. <laughs> what what Chammy does. 10 minutes on from our earlier. Uh... What Chammy doesn't know yeah. is that I texted Valanti. <laughs> I said, call him back you and tell him, tell him it's a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I was well, hoping you'd do it on air. No, no, no. Let him come in. Okay. Let him come right. in. We're still rolling here. Going to come in here. Cham he's, all right. Chammy he's looking hopeful. Chammy tried to call you. He's going to put him He's going to put him on the show. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's, he doesn't want to. This could be our worst podcast ever. <laughs> if only we could. Oh, what's he happened? Brushed he brushed you. He's about to go into a meeting, but oh, I ran sure it, he is. Uh, I ran it past him. I ran it past him. And? The uh, dumbest thing I've ever heard. 
<laughs> Peter Valandis, honestly, you're an ideas man. You're taking the game to Vegas and you don't want to introduce a wild card weekend. What is wrong with him? Do we tell you? Yeah, I think we do. You set me up. <laughs> you. I'm out of here. I'm gone. I'm sweating. I really thought the, I really thought the bloke. I really thought the bloke was off the idea. He said something about the AFL. I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, Peter, just come on I the air. I don't have this. I just have the uh, week off. I know. I, the flat I out just, week off. Can I tell you? I said, Chammy just tried to call you. Wants you to endorse a wild card idea on our podcast. <laughs> tell him it's dumb. <laughs> He just, he just wrote back to me saying, done it. <laughs> Told him, dumbest idea yet. Uh, Promotes mediocrity. You know what, Pete? You know what, Pete? I'll I'm consider that. I think I'm done here. That's enough I'm for me. I'm very disappointed. Oh, yes. You know what? Yes. Far out. I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chammy. We've only got one more topic to go. Uh, one more. Oh, a couple more topics. Oh, just okay. quickly. Sorry. Latrell, it would be fascinating to see the response from South Sydney this weekend. What, yes. what it is after everything that they've uh, had last week, had the buy, had moments of self-reflection and to stew on everything that's gone on with that club. But Rod Churchill's Latrell comments, which have since been retracted, how did it all come to pass that that found its way into print? So there, there was a text message from Rod Churchill to South Chairman Nick Pappas. Son of Clive, of course. I should have said yep, that. Yep, yep. I think it got quite reasonably widely distributed for someone like myself to get it. Uh, and also I think Buzz Rothfield got it as well. Yep. Um, that It got distributed reasonably widely. It then resulted in, I, I know that what I did is I, I rang Rod and said, listen, this is going to be out there. I know how these things work when it comes to text messages. If, if I'm getting it, it's going to be further afield. Yeah. I think you should come out and apologize and say, sorry that, you know, you, you made those comments and I'll deal with it that way. Uh, he decided instead he didn't want the message out there, gave me some reasons as to why he didn't want it out there. Yeah. At the same time, he said, I will give you these comments about Latrell, yeah. which were quite similar in a lot of ways to what he said in the, in the text message. Did he use a C word in that one? C word? Cancer? Uh, no. So no, why didn't I can't that I can remember. Why didn't you run? You ran the text the next day, Danny. Can you take us through your thinking as to why you didn't run it? Originally? I was going to write about this more in my column. It's going to save it for Sunday. I did speak to a couple of people I respect about the message and running it. Yeah. I didn't call Chammy. Um, <laughs> Must have been at the dinner last night. Yeah. Called for Landy's though. <laughs> and also I spoke to Blake Solly. This was as I was having my morning dog walk on Sunday morning at about mm. 6 a.m., I was speaking to Blake Solly. It's late for you. You actually and called him at 6 a.m.? I, th I think he texted me, so I rang him. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're all up. Yep. And, yeah, well, just, only Chammy's not up. Yep. He's yep. rolling around his red carpet somewhere. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so after a conversation with Blake and a couple of other conversations, I said to – I rang Rod back. I said, look, I'm, I'm going to put the message out there. Okay. Yeah. And I'll explain it more, yeah. On the weekend? Yeah, on the weekend. As I said, all of this talk, all of that hoo-ha, the Sam Burgess leaving through the front door, Johnny Morris getting back out there with JD and even the dog on the weekend with oh. Jai Arrow. <laughs> I mean, everything that's gone on with South, all that matters are those 80 minutes on the weekend. Absolutely. And they are completely written off. Everyone presumes that even though the Roosters are in 10th, they're making the finals and the Bunnies may as well start planning for Mad Monday now. If I was a Roosters, I mean, you'd have to be a – a bit worried about how ragged the bunnies' preparation's been and how much focus has been on them. And Greatest siege mentality. You can't buy it, can you? But whether they can produce something or not, I don't know. Yeah, that's How are the dogs, by the way? The dogs? Oh. Jai Arrow's so, dogs. Yes, so Jai's dog uh, had a crack at um, the coach's dog. This is one of your best stories you've ever produced. 
<laughs> Fortunately, I, 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 I wasn't getting – it's funny. I wasn't getting any messages back from Jason D'Amico no, all the, week. The bloke tweeted it. He thought it was a breaking news story. Yes. It is. I've had a lot of reaction to it, actually. I can imagine people laughing at you. Listen, you just <laughs> you do. You just when keep ringing me and you ringing. told me my mail for tonight on 100% footy is Jason Demetrio's dog being attacked by <laughs> Jai Arrow's poodle or something or whatever No, no, it was. no. It's not a poodle. Jai Arrow doesn't own a poodle. Oh, uh, what, what is it? Let me anyway, tell you. Back to the story. <laughs> I've been ringing Jason Demetrio about this controversial story. Not this one. The largest story. Yeah, yeah. And I was getting nothing back. I texted him and he saw my tweet about the dog. Within five minutes, I get a message back from him telling me the dog is okay, I, and I got it wrong. It wasn't a cavoodle, it was a labradoodle, his dog. Okay. And then he sent me video, exclusive vision of him walking the dog, which I ran on 100% footy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did he like your tweet, though? I don't know. Do you double tap to like? Is that what you're talking about? Or? Yeah, I know where you're going with that oh, one after no, the Instagram situation. Oh, you, run yeah. your, you run your poodle video. The so dog's okay. That's the main dog's thing. dog's okay. That's the main thing. Yeah. Quick one, Ricky Stewart's Fox Sports apology. So Ricky letting go of the, the words that he did. You had the F-bomb and the word off after it, um, straight down the barrel of the camera. Because yeah, on the to camera, say, he likes to swear on this podcast. No, no, I've yeah. changed. I'm a changed man. He actually timed it really well, Rick. Like the camera is there, but there's a little, there should be a little tally light on top of it, a little tiny, tiny little red light on top of the camera. And then Ricky's obviously noticed that camera's pointed at him, but doesn't mean that it's going to air. But he's obviously known. He's great experience in this. He's seen the red light. He's gone, bang, here's my chance. Go away. That's what he's basically said. Words that were a little harsher. But I personally had no issue with any of it. Of the shot being taken and then Ricky t saying, can you just not? Because it's pretty tense down here. And then after that, you'll notice the last eight minutes of the game, whatever it was, the, the director didn't take another sideline shot from that camera of Ricky Stewart. So did you have any issue with any of it? I really um, love Ricky Stewart and everything he does in terms of his passion. I love his media conferences. They are must watch. Mm -hmm. I like when he's on the sideline. So I hope he doesn't stop doing it. I found it unusual that he got an apology for mm. it um, because, I mean, if you're on the sideline, you would think it's okay to shoot him. I think. No, you're what about laughing. The children, think about the children. <laughs> but that's Ricky. That's the risk. It's a live sport. Yeah. And you're, Ooh, you're, on, Craig you're on the Bellamy coach. for the last twenty years. Every yeah, time they how take many, a shot how many, him, just like he's almost a toa. He's almost exploding on on air. <laughs> exactly. And he's got spit going everywhere and <laughs> yeah. swearing and chairs and yeah, like it's. I don't know. I didn't. It's, I didn't, it's I, no I, different. It's I, no different. I just think it's part I of live laugh. sport. I laugh. Yeah. I did find it unusual as an apology. Anyway, did he get fined in the end? I don't know. Did he? Or I don't. I don't think so. I, I haven't seen anything. No, you were chasing the big stuff Bulldogs. this week. Yeah, dogs and all. <laughs> Bulldogs, Chammy. I meant. Bulldogs. Bulldog Chammy. story. It was Chammy. pretty big. Chammy, enjoy this weekend. Of I won't enjoy it if because possible. it should. Be. I won't enjoy it. I won't watch it. I'm protesting this weekend. Danny, enjoy. Your I'm going to enjoy it, and I'm going to get off the after this. I'm going to ring Peter Valandis and thank him very much. <laughs> Charlie, I'm down to do Friday night Manly Tigers. I won't be there now. I'll live up the road. Seeing he knifed me on Monday, I'm happy to do it for you if you want. I'll be and go and interview Jakey and celebrate the no great man's 200. Game, and that, you can Jamie. hear how a professional would do it, Jamie. <laughs> Gentlemen, have a great weekend. Thank you. That was footy talk. Jenna's edition. <laughs>